Welcome to Soulful Sessions, captivating conversations to nourish and nurture your soul. I'm Amalia Natalio, your host, and I am super excited you're here. The intention of each episode is to bring clarity, focus, love, guidance, and support to you wherever you are on your life's journey. You can learn more about me, my Soulful Life workshops and courses, working with me one-to-one, and gain access to loads of free content like journal pages, meditations, and more at karmickindness.com. That's K-A-R-M-I-C-K-I-N-D-N-E-S-S.com. Welcome everybody to this episode of Soulful Sessions. With me here once again is Madeleine Parker for our monthly cosmic forecast for April 2021. And so Madeleine and I were talking um, a little bit before the uh, recording today, and she was sharing with me that there is some really beautiful, dynamic, forward-moving energy coming up. So Um, For those of you who don't know me, I am Amalia Natalio and Madeline, please share with us what is coming up for April. All righty. Hi, everybody. Thanks again, Amalia, for having me. And I'm really excited to do a report on this because this month is just the month we've been waiting for. It's the go month because we have every single planet going direct. No planets in retrograde except for North node that's always in retrograde, but you know, don't let that confuse you. That's always in retrograde. <laughs> but we have planets shifting into, we have, you know, some of our personal planets shifting into some very good, you know, in their own rulership type of houses. So that's a pretty nice, you know, we have Venus going into Taurus, which is a nice grounding energy, very calm. You know, Venus is happy in Taurus, it's ruled by Taurus. I mean, Taurus is ruled by Venus, so it's in its right. rulership. Then we have Mercury going into Aries and going into uh, into Mercury at the end of the month. I mean, sorry, uh, Taurus at the end of the month. Um, wait, let me see. Yeah, Mercury enters Taurus on the 19th, but it enters Aries on the 3rd. So Mercury is going to sort of race along here. Um, and uh, yeah, so we've got a lot to talk about here. We've got the North Node. We've got Mars on the North Node. Uh, the only tricky aspect this month is that, is that Uranus square Saturn, because that's a really, whenever we have the outer planet squaring, that's a really long transit. Uranus moves, takes 184 years to move, I think, or is it 84 years? I get confused, but it takes a lot of years. It's not like a once in a lifetime type transits. So these squares, um, this one really, it does play out, is going to play out for most of the year. But other than that, it's a really smooth month. Awesome. So Venus into Taurus, does that happen at the beginning? I know you mentioned Mercury into Aries is March 3rd. Is Venus going into Taurus around that same time? April 14th. Okay. So a little further. So let's maybe just start with, um, let's start with the the effects of Mercury moving into Aries and then ultimately uh, Taurus. Like what sort of energy shall we expect so we can be somewhat proactive in how we navigate our life going, going, knowing that this energy is at play? Right. Well, currently, as the month goes into April, as we make that transition, we have, we do have Mercury in the sign of Pisces. And you may have discovered, you may have experienced with Mercury in the sign of Pisces, you might have found yourself sort of apologizing to people being honest where you hadn't been honest, because depending on what house it's in, it will be the area where you clear up some karma in your communication, the way you've maybe been 
talking meanly to somebody or you didn't express your true feelings and you did it toxically instead because because mercury in pisces is all about what's my truth what's what do i what is my higher a higher way of operating so now so if you've cleared you probably did most people did i did i apologize to my father for getting in an argument <laughs> And I have Pisces near my 10th house, you know, which is father. Um, so you may have found yourself clearing up some kind of a toxic situation with somebody in your communications. And it could be at work, could be anywhere, depending on your chart. And now we're going to move into the sign of Aries, where we're going to now we've cleaned our slate. We've cleaned our karma. We've, we've learned our lesson. We realized I shouldn't really speak that way to people, or I need to be more honest and tell people the way I really feel. And so now you've cleared that barrier to, to you've up your, you've, every time you clear a little karma in your psyche and in your energetic field, you lift up a vibrational frequency that's what the air that's what the pisces into aries is all about when pisces is the end of an era it's kind of kind of going home to to, to jesus and god <laughs> energy and then we and then we're refreshed and we're ready for a new initiation so we're really getting a because we really at the beginning of the month we have the sun in aries we're going to have the uh, we're going to have plus we do have that new moon coming in in aries we've got mercury in aries at the beginning of the month, we also have Venus in Aries. So what this is why they're calling it the go time. You know, Aries is go energy. It's initiation. It's starting things. It's inspired. It's the fire energy. It's the leader. It's the first um, sign of the astro astrological chart, which is let's do it. Let's get this going. <laughs> well, so that's that's really that's cool. I wasn't thinking in terms of Venus obviously is in is in Aries now if it's moving right. into Taurus at mid month. So um, well, so you've got, so if, if we were to take Mercury and Venus, just the energy of those two particular planets, right. both in an earth sign now, getting ready to move into a fire sign, would you, and I, I mean, I'm just guessing, I don't okay, know if it's, yeah. they're moving, they're, we've got, we've I'm got, sorry, yes, they're moving it from fire into earth. Thank you. Thank right. you. Um, what, what would you, would you say the energy around communication and relationships are, are going to be somewhat key in the month of April? Okay. Yeah. Absolutely, because because we just had this full moon in Libra, which was clearing your toxicity in relationships, you're out of balance in relationships, how you're not supporting the progressive unity of your relationship, however that sort of plays out for you. And then we go into, okay, good, we've, we, we've, we've figured this out, we've balanced out, now let's take this forward energy. And because we have this North Node and Mars conjunction too, which I didn't mention, but that's in the sign of Gemini, which is, again, an air energy, which is this is very masculine energy, everything, everything, except for when we go into Taurus, Taurus right. is very feminine receptive. We're really in a, a, the beginning of April is all about initiations that are going to launch a whole new chapter for you, like a 30, well, a 29 year, let's put it this way, the 29 year chapter really started at the new year. So the seas were really like in, in embryonic form there, but now we're going to see them sprout their little leaves, you know, and you're going to yeah, start. So seeing it's that for it's a little bit of, um, of growth and forward for the yes. that forward movement. So right. The seeds that were planted in when would you say? I would say that 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 Jupiter conjunction, Saturn Jupiter conjunction, zero degrees, December twenty first. Okay, so December twenty first, that's when the seeds were planted, and now we're beginning to see the the yeah. fruits of that labor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was the energy that was a real sort of like it was like this bam energy of 
new ideas, new inspirations, new, like we're gonna change the world now. This is a new time, this is a new era. And so, and so that's when the universe and the, and the stars sent you down your little download of your mission. And, and that's what Mars on the North Node is all about is you becoming, first of all, interested. Gemini is the energy of being interested, of wanting to know more and redefining and, and redefining your mission or your purpose so that that, that Saturn-Jupiter conjunction really ignited that. And now you're becoming more conscious of it. And now you're going to be coming, because of Mars on it, you're going to take an action. See, so Mars in on all of that because Mars rules Aries. So, you know, we're really looking at action because if you've got Mars, which is ruled by Aries on the North Node, that's kind of another sort of Aries energy in on the picture. You know what I mean? But we've got information in on that. And, and, and Gemini is a very sort of exploratory, fun, interesting, mercurial, changey, like, like, like uh, investigate, find out more, like, let's do it. Let's go. Let's, it's like exciting. <laughs> and redefining what your mission is redefining your purpose becoming clearer on the path towards your purpose because mars and aries is the energy of action so you be, it becomes clear what your actions are because in the last couple months it's probably been pretty foggy you could feel it you knew there's a new time eric you can feel your new uh, everybody's got like a new chapter in their life everybody can sort of feel it and but they were really law a little bit lost it was a bit foggy so now we're getting, ah, let's, this is what, this is my action steps here. So maybe for some folks too, it's going to be a situation where, you know, they initiated something recently in the past couple of months, or they just made a decision about something. And now it's, it's like, okay, maybe they're beginning to see, yes, that was the right way to go. Or maybe it wasn't. And they can course correct. Yeah. That's, that's the sort of right now we're going to be able to see see a little bit more having yeah. a sense of okay this is the right this is the right direction to move yeah and that's a very interesting thing you're saying that because it, you may have seen it but you may not have had the courage for it and the and the and the confidence because aries is confident courage um believes in it like like believes in itself it and it's selfish because aries is a selfish energy but when you're selfish in your Aries energy, it aligns you with your true purpose because that's what really is what fires you up in life, your true purpose. So it's not a bad thing. If you come in with the Aries energies, you're supposed to be selfish because that's putting you on your right path. So there is going to be a shift to really doing what you feel inspired and excited to do. And it's you're going to have the confidence and believe in it because Aries is the bold initiator. So you now believe in it. You now, so you got downloaded that idea. You got downloaded that sort of possible thing that kind of came down that gave you, hmm, I wonder what, hmm. And then, okay, I see it. I can do it. I'm not afraid of doing something different. I trust the universe is going to support me on this. I'm going to have faith. This is my, my destiny. I, I, I feel confident. You're going to get people feeling much more risk-taking. Aries is a sign of a risk-taking. Well, and, and I'm, I'm just curious too, like if it's, if it's a situation where if you're on the right path for you, like if you're lined up with whatever you're, here, you're meant to do, that's when you're going to begin to see, okay, this is it. This is the right way to go. And if you're not, would you, would you say that, that perhaps it's, you know, there may need to be a little bit of a reassessment of where? I know, yes, yes. I know quite a few people because I do a lot of reads for people who, who, you know, weren't maybe on their path recently. And it's, it's what, this is where the big sort of, 
question is about astrology and free will, you know, like how much free will do we really have? Do we make a choice here? Well, really, sometimes the choice is do you go easily or do you go fighting? <laughs> you know, Do you take your new path? You know, with it, because I know a particular person who was not really on their full right path and they are now really having a big ego explosion because Aries is kind of an ego energy too. Don't forget, it's a lower frequency energy. It's not a bad energy, but it's the, it's the, it's the red, it's the chakra of the, um, low of the, the, the physical materials, the red chakra at the very bottom, the material. So it's like, sometimes you just can, you know, it, it's not necessarily knowledgeable of heart direction. So, so some people it's taking a big bruiser on their ego because they feel like failures because what they've been struggling for, for so long is now clearly not the right path for them. And it's sort of like, it's been a lot of work. They threw themselves into it and they were out of alignment. And now, now this is time for initiation on their true aligned path. And it becomes very clear, but it's forced. Yes, uh, uh, that's why I have my, uh, sorry, sorry, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Love <laughs> pierced through. I know it did. Significant other popping in to join us for a minute. His, his, his soulful sessions debut just now. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> his, cameo, his cameo appearance. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically, so speaking of those, you know, those, the, the, the bigger picture pieces and, and being on track with where you're meant to go and where you are, um, if you're aligned. So I'm just curious, I'm like thinking for people who may have recognized or realized that they're not on the right path and, is it is this the time to maybe let go a little bit like don't fight against it just allow the the letting go to take place yeah i think you're gonna get on this path i honestly think it's the opportunity that opens up for you and your other opportunities aren't open it's okay. the open doors you're gonna have no choice because that's the open door and that's where your abundance seems to be and you're gonna see abundance in that open door and um, you're gonna be like all right i guess i go through this door this right. wasn't really what I planned, but <laughs> once you release that, that perception that it's the wrong way, you suddenly see how that way that, and the wrong way you went will be an important factor in the new way. You, it's not your throwing, your, your mind is going to tell you, oh, I failed, I failed at this, but yeah. you're going to see once you enter your path that that was an important, that's going to partner. Right. That, that you learn something from that. And that, yeah. that gave you information to know, oh, wait, this isn't the right way. I need to go this way instead right. of staying stuck in some place and trying to, you know, always um, use the analogy of like forcing a square peg into a round hole. Yes. Like you can keep trying and trying and, and attempting. It's just not going to work. If it's not your true destined path, the universe will be constantly re-trying to direct you. You'll be constantly being redirected and your abundance is going to be on your true abundant path. Okay. So you do want to open up to the opportunities, whatever opportunities I'm doing a lot of card reads, of course, for people. And I just see so many opportunities showing up in their reads and it may not be the one you thought. I mean, you're going to be surprised, especially this week. Actually, it is very much. Um, why is this week? This I forget. We have a, we have Mercury and Venus conjunct Uranus square Saturn. So you're, there's going to be a surprise change of mind this week. You're go, everybody's going to, everybody, even, even if you are on your right path, you may not have known that it was going to unfold in this particular type of way. Like you're going to see, nope, this is the way yet. Yeah, you're kind of close, but 
it's going to be this way. And that's just the way the universe opens up the opportunities for you because that's where the universe wants you because the universe is in charge. <laughs> I, I, I am so excited to see where in my personally in my life that's going to show up because this is a pretty, this first week of April is a pretty big week for me coming oh, off some some big stuff at the end of March. So it's I think this is I'm so curious, so curious yeah. to see how that unfolds. Um, all right. So I'm sorry. What is your ascendant again? Can you remind me? Are you Aries ascendant? Scorpio. Scorpio. So. Yeah. And so who, who for those who are who, who are listening in right now, um, Madeline and I are going to wrap up kind of the energies for this month, but then we're going to be talking about each one of the 12 zodiac signs. Mm -hmm. And we'll inc invite you to listen in for your sun, your moon, and your rising. So if you know what all three are, then please listen in for each. If you only know your sun, listen to that because you'll, you'll get some information to help you navigate this month going forward. And then, of course, we also have our IG lives at every new moon and full moon, the Thursday before each new moon and full moon at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so definitely join us for that. We're once you listen to this podcast, you may have questions, you can come on and we can share information with you, share us, share with us questions you might have. Um, we go through each one of the zodiac signs and it's just really fun. We have such great yeah. people that join us and get, engage and we have conversations and it, it really is just such a, um, a fun way to, to talk about the energies that are coming up for each of the moons and to, uh, you know, we always talk about some sort of ritual or some sort of um, some act, of those more challenging aspects. Yeah, yeah, action steps that you can take to help it help it help you feel a little bit better about things that may be coming up. So I'm not sure, Madeline, have we have we completed the um, the energy for the month? I don't know. I, I don't know if we talked about Mars entering Cancer yet. Yeah, that's going to be on the 20th. Oh, full moon. Okay, on the 23rd, we at the end of sort of towards the end of the month last week, we've got Mars enters Cancer, which is a really sort of soft. Really, it's, you know, every time I look at people's charts and they have Mars and Cancer, they're musicians, almost straight across. So many of them are musicians. Oh, we're wow. Talking, yeah, we're talking of really lovely empathic energy. Um, Mars and Cancer is nice. It's, I mean, some people think it's sort of debilitated and it's a little bit watered down. It's a bit, it's a, you know, Mars is fire. It's sort of water kind of puts out the fire a little bit. But I think that is going to put us in a, I think we're getting a lot of crystalline downloads right now, like like a lot of empathic, a lot of times I do reason people think there's gonna be conflict and I go, I go, no, I'm getting a lot of empathic energy here where there would normally be sort of more regressive sort of energies. Cause that's the other side of Aries is, you know, if you're in your shadow aspect, you're gonna be aggressive, maybe getting fights, getting in arguments, probably getting into power struggles with people, your ego is kind of fly, flaring up. Uh, in, in its positive aspect, you're in alignment with your desires and you're headed forward on your leadership initiation of your new path. Um, and um, with, with it going into Mars, going into Cancer, we're really getting a much more calmer, chill energy, very low key, very, um, and of course, depending on what house it's in. But in my opinion, it's going to be actions around empathic, crystalline. I think you're going to see a, a lot of really nice energies with Mars and Cancer. Like, I, even though we've got, I don't think you're going to see a lot of aggro going on in the world during that period. Well, I mean, Cancer is, you know, it's the sign of the moon and it's, it is that soft maternal, you know, sort yeah. of vibe. And so I could see where instead of being more aggressive, it would be a little bit softer. And, and like you said, yeah. like music tend, I mean, music obviously can be more aggressive, but 
Yeah. It can also be really soft and comforting. And right. um, so that's, yeah, that's actually sounds quite nice. It so is. we, so we come in, we come into the month where we've got Venus is in Aries. Mercury is in Aries, both of them shifting into Taurus, which is going to, you know, get both, both will be that sort of, um, there'll be some newness to it, some earth energy, um, muddy energy in May. <laughs> it's going to be very muddy. Oh, that, you know, that cancer, that Mars and cancer could be very watery too. It could be rainy mm. weather wise, you know, and then we've got all these planets in Taurus, earth, be, you're looking at mud too so mud. Um, energetically too so it's kind of like it slows things down a little bit in may okay um, but it's to ground it because we've got these taurus energies we've got to these initiations now this is the way the horoscope works it goes from aries to taurus so that taurus aries comes in and initiates aries the fire that initiates and taurus is the energy that goes okay here's what we do boom 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 here's sure. how we ground the structure here's how we make it start here we got to put the bricks here the bricks we need a strong foundation taurus yeah. are very found they're very earth they're very it's very found they have very good foundations okay about the foundation so all right so let's see so i feel like we have a pretty good handle on the energies right. of, of the month if yeah, uh, we didn't talk about the moons but we can talk about it in the ig yeah, we'll be, yeah, so we'll, yeah, we will definitely, we're going to entice everyone to come and join us in conversation. <laughs> Just come and, come in and have like, it'll, it'll be a big moon party. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. um, and, you know, I think the really cool thing about, about, um, hearing about the moon energy for right before each new moon and full moon is I know we share so much information here in this. And I know that I listen to a number of phenomenally good podcasts that talk about the different energies. Mm -hmm. And what would happen for me is I would listen to this podcast. And then when it came time for the new moon or full moon, I did not want to go back and like re-listen to it again right. or like find yeah. the spot. So um, I, this to me, I, I, you know, the way, the, the way I create as how I would, I would like to receive the information. So this okay. feels good to me because you get a taste of the month. Yeah. yeah we're going to, we're going to go into each Zodiac sign. So you'll get the taste of it for you personally. And then join us for the live. And then you can go back and, you know, rewatch the live too, to get even more information, go back and um, come back I, more. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, that's fun. And please, you know, you know, as you're, as you listen, folks, drop a comment or send me an email or let me know what, what sort of format feels good to you. If you like this, the, the format that we have, is there something that we could do a little bit differently? Doesn't mean we're necessarily going to do it, but we would definitely love to hear about it and, yeah. and inspire and see if we can, if we can do and, it. Yeah. The point is that we, we, we deliver this information in a way you understand and find it useful. So yeah, if you exactly. don't understand, like Amalia says, sometimes I rush a little in this, but we do want you to understand it. So Absolutely. Yeah. And that, you know, the thing um, that I love about Madeleine is that she has such a knack for allowing herself to be this really pure open channel where information comes flowing through, sometimes flooding through. And it's yes. just, she's just like, boom, 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 boom. She's got to get it all out. And it's amazing when you're in the flow of what she's sharing, especially if you can go back and listen again. Cause I know sometimes like when she and I do personal sessions or when we're like talking and, and getting ready for, um, for one of the recordings, she's I'm like, and I'm a note taker. So I'm writing stuff down and I'm like, 
I know I miss stuff. And what, what did she just say? And I understand the majority of the lingo that she uses, but for, for, for you all, you may not. And so um, definitely let us know if there's any way that we can improve and, and make this better for you. Cause this is, this is this, you are the reason that we're doing this. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's see, let's, I guess, so we'll start with, with um, Aries. I'm, I'm going to remind everyone once again, um, listen in to your sun sign, your moon sign and your ascendant, which is your rising. If you don't know where these are, you can get a chart and this is mine. I'll, I'll share for those who are watching the video version. Um, it's, a, it's essentially, you can get them off of a number of different places. Um, astro.com, cafeastrology.com, astro-charts.com. Um, and the charts are, they have a little bit of a different style, but you're basically looking at a circle with, with um, like a cross in the center and you'll see different planets and they have a little bit of information about, about them. And, it, and it's really helpful when we are talking about each of the signs and where they are. So you can see where they are on your chart and you'll get a better sense of what's happening specifically for you. So the energies, so let's just say, all right, so I'm gonna give my, use myself an example. So I am a Leo sun, a Taurus moon and a Scorpio rising. So I know that when Madeleine is sharing information about Leo, that's going to be that relates to me because it's my sun sign. Same with Taurus, same with Scorpio. It's and each by the sun, that Leo is ruled by the sun. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so it's definitely, you know, there's definitely going to be some specific energy for me based on where, when she's talking about Leo, I'm, I'm going to perk up and take a few little notes. And you'll also write, you also know, I mean, we, there's so much more in depth and maybe over time we will, we will do like expound on that, maybe do a, a second uh, podcast um, for each month about it. But for now, we're just doing this to help everyone just introduce them. Um, but just when you listen in, you're going to, you're going to resonate with things that Madeleine shares about any one of those three for you. Um, I know if you listen to any of our lives, you know, people come on and, and she'll share, you know, just general energetic information, the cosmic forecast for a sign. And people are chiming in going, oh my gosh, yes, I know exactly what that is. I'm having that right now in this, or that is happening. And so it's, even though she's giving a general um, overview, you are going to know exactly what she's talking about as it pertains to you, which is so cool. It's so amazing that astrology, it wakes everybody up to that. We're all under this together. That's the idea of astrology. Like we all are going through this in some way, shape or form, you know? Yeah. And, and we're all in it together. That's a beautiful thing about astrology. So yes. Yeah. All right. So we were, all right. take it from the top. Let's see about Aries. Aries, Aries, you might be really motivated and driven. You might have to calm down. There's something called jet propulsion, right? Where you hold the fire energy back. It's like, Aries, don't let that horse go. Hold your horses here a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> but it's good. Let it happen. Let it go. Initiate. Go for it. Just don't burn out. Don't let all this energy just be such a fire. You know, so yeah, you've got, but you do at the beginning of the month, you've got Mercury in your 12th house. Whatever, before your solar return, you always have a very introspective period. Most of your sun is going to be in your 12th house. But right now, Aries, the sun is in your first house. But with Mercury in your 12th house, you still are a little bit kind of hesitant to communicate. You're still clearing a little karmic communication here. And then we really are. Venus is in your first house at the beginning of the month. Air, uh, Mars in your third house. 
communication, possibly starting businesses, projects with your community, with people around you. Uh, it could be an entrepreneurial endeavor that you're now going to initiate. Um, and we have Saturn and uh, Jupiter in your in your 11th house. So you're really going to take a bold initiation into the social media arena or out into the world or with your tribe or with friends. Um, it's possibly you're going to co partner in some kind of a project that involves a career involving out in the world social media. Nice. And then we've got, and I won't do the outer planets, but the North Node conjuncting Mars in your third house, you're going to be on mission to a true kind of possibly a, a entrepreneurial endeavor or a form of communication or writing, but something you're now seeing as your true path that you need to take out into the into your fourth where, where Saturn and Jupiter are in the eleventh house. So you got to take this out. You got to get out there with it. You got to you got to step out more. But you're going to feel it. You're going to feel motivated and fired up too. Wow. So really, I think the, my key takeaway for Aries is let that let that jet propulsion take you, but but not take you away so that you get burnt out and you like you almost lose your way in the process like just you've got you know. power force that it pulls you you don't get tired because it pulls you if you hold it back a little it pushes okay you. so just yeah. the fire signs have dangers of like when these energies are all really strong and fire they they kind of go they can injure themselves they can go too far too fast you know too too uh aries is the shack can be too uh, what do they call it um impulsive mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah. with that Uranus square on the Mercury and Venus, you know, just all I'm saying for the fire signs is this is a powerful energy that you're supposed to tap into. So just hold the horse a little bit. Yeah, that I can completely relate to that with that that fire sort yeah. of energy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Impulsive. And don't forget Mars rules you in that Scorpio. Oh, true. Yeah. So and, it's going to be and even Aries more. Mars ruled. Yeah. So Aries houses are getting very fired, fired up. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. So what about those uh, earthy Tauruses? Well, tourists are going to have their sun at the beginning of the month in their 12th house. So they're very introspective. They're in their own little world a little bit, but possibly feeling safe communicating on social media. But that's going to change when Mercury goes into your 12th house. Again, the fire sign, you may be very proactively clearing karma and communications too at that period. But with Mercury going into your sign, right? Mercury's going to go, no, yeah, Mercury goes into Taurus and Venus goes into Taurus. It's a really nice time to ground new relationships, clear up toxicity in your patterns and communicating and sort of initiating really, you're, in, the Venus is going to be in your sign. So you could really upgrade financially. You could, because Venus is also a sign for finances. So you could possibly become quite, um, financially and and possibly romantically it's it's a very good chance that a lot of people especially Taurus, anyone ruled by venus are going to go into mission with their divine mates with their true loves because the mars on the north node and then with these planets with venus in your own house i say you're going to lay down structure to some kind of a new project a new definition for your purpose and it's going to most likely involve a relationship how interesting and so i think so funny to me too that um that to take on this particular podcast recording that my guy happens to pop right in and be a part of it right as we're moving into this sort of energy and and you know yeah. he and i are are doing are working on some projects together so i think it's kind of funny that <laughs> funny that that might be might be part of it, it very exciting yes. 
Yes. And I think that's going to flow through to everybody right now because that's the nature of Taurus energy is to, and, and Taurus is money. So, you know, it's the house. So, you, so I think this is, I really honestly really believe we're really initiating a very auspicious period right now. Beautiful. I think that would, yeah. that would make many people feel a lot more comfortable in, in with where they are. And yeah. With Venus and Taurus is a really good time to initiate things. Okay. Very abundant. It really sets your, what in astrology, when you start things, where the, the time you start things can really have an impact as to how successful they are. So these are really supportive energies right. for starting things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, so, that's so true. Timing. You know, there is that saying timing is everything. That's, that's right. Yeah. And Mars in your second house, you could be in for a good financial, uh, you know, upgrade. We've got the North node there in your second house too. Mars conjuncting your North node, uh, uh, possibly you're going to redefine your ways of making money. That is more in alignment with your true purpose. That brings you more joy and excitement and fun. And <clears throat> with the, those planets in Aries, at the beginning of the month, you're going to be motivated. Torrents are a little bit hard to move and they don't like change. They like things to stay the same. Yeah. So in a way they might be a little nervous about all the change and they're a little, it's risk takings. Torrents are your least risk takers. <laughs> in their card reads, I'm always saying, the cards can say you're safe. You can take a risk because Torrents are very grounded. They're the ones who can take a risk. You know, they're very safe, right? So, so, so you're going to feel like bold to take a risk and then you're going to snap down really fast and create security around it you know? <laughs> <laughs> because all these planets are now in Taurus. So it's like, you're going to like that and yeah. it's going to make you money. You're going to, it's a good house for money for sure. Awesome. You know, you're going, these are going to make you all of this, by the way, for everybody, because we have Uranus in the sign of Taurus right now is going to liberate people in about seven years. It, whatever you initiate now, you will, will take you to a financial liberation in about five, five years or so when Taurus goes into Gemini. Wow. That's sorry, interesting. Yeah. That, that's very interesting. Yeah. I'm going to make a note to, to read a little bit more about that. Yeah. Uranus and Taurus. Yep. It went into, it went Taurus transited into Uranus on May 15th, 2018. Cause that's when I bought my land. That's why I bought my land because Taurus land, I knew it was, I knew, I knew it was safe to invest because whatever I did on that day in seven years, when Taurus, when Uranus leaves Taurus, I will have a financial uh, security. And so far it's absolutely 100% true. My property's tripled the value. That's amazing, Madeline. How cool. I know. When you learn astrology, your life becomes uber abundant. That is really, really cool. I know. And I would never have made that risk. I, I, I was buying way above my head. I never would have taken that risk if it weren't for the astrology that I knew had I not known my astrology. Yeah. Yeah. And you trusted it. I think that's the other key yep. that, that is important to make note of is that you, even if you know it, you've got to trust the process yep. and trust what, what's happening in your life because you know, it's the energy and there's the knowledge, but then it also has to be integrated into the rest of you. I know that, it, that you know, I, I can give an example with um, a, a relationship that I was um, in with someone where I felt like I was in a very different place. In my mind, I had forgiven, everything was great. But when I would engage with this person, I, I was not engaging from a heart forgiveness place and really coming together with that person in a loving way. I was coming together in this mental kind of like, it's all fine way. Right. And I, we, weren't, we weren't clicking, we were not connecting, it wasn't working. 
until I realized like, okay, my head has forgiven. Like I logically get it, but my heart has not. And until I found a place of softness there and married the two together, were we able to really connect in in a genuine way? So it's almost like it's this strikes me as being very similar where you really, the knowledge is great, but then you have to have the faith and trust that it's going to be fine. Even if it doesn't seem like it, like, like you said, you took a big risk with a a large amount of money and it paid off threefold. So, you know, it is never have done it if it wasn't for that transit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think, I think the other part, the other piece of it too, that uh, might be beneficial to people is, you know, if maybe it, you know, maybe not jump into the, the deep end of the pool, maybe try jumping into the shallow end where you can stand. And what I mean by that is try a little experiment with it. You know, maybe there's some small, there's some small thing that you can do where you, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to play with this. Think of it as a, as a playful experiment versus, okay, well, all, all of this looks good. I've got somebody saying, yeah, now's the time to buy something. And you plunk all your savings into something where yeah, you're not, you know, we're, but you're not ready because it was not the right um, energetic time for you as far as your faith and trust in what was going on. So maybe a smaller step, you know, um, where it's, okay, now would be a good time to have a conversation with a friend about boundaries. You know, that's a little bit smaller risk than plunking down a half a million dollars or something on, you know, a hundred acres of land. I'm making it up, but I'm just saying like, it's, you know, for some people, they may need to take Take it slow. Baby steps, especially Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Taurus do not like to rock their security too much. They they like that stability. It's the opposite of Scorpio, by the way. Taurus. Oh. So Scorpios are here to rock their stability. They're here to not be so secure. They're here to risk. Yeah. It's just so interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I got the Taurus moon and Scorpio rising. So it's yeah. like I'm in conflict with myself a little bit. And I can see that in my life a lot, you know, where and my moon and my sun are often in conflict with one another. So it's it's interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, But your moon is exalted, by the way. So always listen, kind of listen to your moon. Just so you know, you have an exalted moon. Okay, that's good. All to know. Your moon, you all the more you know about your exalted planets, the more you operate. You live if you have an argument with your planets. Listen to your exalted planet. Your exalted planet's going to win. Okay. And when Madeline says exalted planet, it means that basically my moon is in is in um, Taurus, and it's that is an exalt that because it's in its home sign. Venus is in its home sign. It's it in and it's exalt. Exalt. It is. It is exalt. I'm like stumbling over myself. Um, and then can you share a little bit more about that? Because I don't know enough about it to share it. Yes. If you under, when you, when you have exalted planets, that's where life is going to be easy for you. That's where your solutions are. That's where, because any, if you, I study a lot of charts with exalted planets in them and they literally don't try. Like John Mayer has a ton of exalted planets at the top of his chart. He just was successful at the age of like 20. He barely even like, he just picked up his guitar. That's because he has past life karma. He was ready for it. He's already done a lot of ego clearing in your past life. So in my opinion, you come in with exalted planets where you've done a lot of good work and, and where, and so you, and so you get the benefits of that planet sort of amplified and, and you get a facility. It's, it's, it's easy. And then your detrimental planets in your chart where, where they're in detriment is where you, where you do have to work harder at it. You have to, you have to learn some lessons there. You have to sort of like, if you have Jupiter and Capricorn, you've got to get over your ego and do your mission. 
you know, so some people think, oh, Jupiter and Capricorn is a malignant, is, is, is it, it's, it's detrimental. It just means that you, when you, when you're aware of that, like I have, I don't have a detrimental planet, but I have planets that aren't like great, like Venus and Capricorn isn't great, <laughs> you know, so, but I really learned my lesson on that. I know how to make it better. And it, that is to release control of relationships big time. So I know I've got that issue in my planet. So I, it just, it makes me really conscious of it. When you become conscious of your malefics and your and your and your and your detrimental planets, you really behave. You like, whoa! I'm not gonna. I'm not like. I know why that's in my chart. Yeah, I'm not messing with that. I'm just. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make sure. I. I. You got to put more effort in your detriments and less effort in your, in your, in your exalted. But if you become conscious of your exalted, you ease the operation of it. You let it flow. Taurus, uh, Moon, and Taurus are some of the they're the they're really awesome people uh they're very liked so so you, you you're you're a very stable person for people people gravitate towards you you're so like socially really cool people moon Taurus people are some of my favorite people oh yay yeah so like, <laughs> wonderful personality you, you're grounded you sense Taurus moon people really know other people's energies they're very intuitive they may not be able to like express it Taurus is not the most um are like verbally active it's it's earthy it's more grounded so so they have a harder time necessarily communicating what they feel but they'll tell you that person's no good like boom don't that's i'm not like yeah. boom they feel it they just know yeah yeah so yeah um okay so let's let's see about gemini so we know taurus uh moons in particular are amazing I mean, yes. me, I'm one of them. So of course, yeah. I'm that. just kidding. Um, yeah. But well, what about what about those little Gemini's? How are they? How are they looking to fairness? Gemini's have Mars in their sign most of the month till the end there, right? Till it goes into cancer. Um, and this is hitting in their first house or 12th house, depending where your ascendant degree is. Um, but for jet for um, Gemini, we have Mars in your first house, the North node in your first house with all these planets and Aries um, are hitting your 11th house. So I would say for Gemini, you've got some activation, again, tribes, friends, you could get into new, you could shift into a new tribe, new friendship group that then creates co communication for, because, it, because we have everything in your first house, you're you're gonna redefine your identity. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're re you're realizing that you want to be more out in the. You're gonna have a lot of cleared ego that got in the way of you being more out in the world and being more pro. pro like you had a little bit of vanity that held you back. Like that's because you kind of this redefinition of who you really are. You're gonna really see who you are, what your mission is, and you're gonna have a bold confidence about it. And you're gonna get over your ego about what people think. Because anytime you've got some of this movement in your 11th house that's expanding you've broken through a layer of like caring about what people think of you the 11th house is embracing what's odd and different about you and coming out anyway and going all right well i may not look like a million dollars but i'm sort of I, I you know you may feel like you don't look like a model and you shouldn't go on social media let's just use that as an example okay and you're like you know what but i look great the way i i just like my look now yeah, and I'm, and I'm gonna go with it, and it's like fun. I'm gonna make fun. I'm gonna have fun with it. Gemini is a very fun, playful sign, so it's all in your first house. I think Gemini's are gonna wake up to having more fun in what they do, in their careers, in their missions, and getting out there and being sort of less self-conscious. Because in order to propel your new mission, you're gonna have to get out there. It's all you've got all these plans in your eleventh house. 
Wow. So Gemini's got some stuff going on. Yeah, they and yeah, they probably got good, you know, they've got Jupiter and Saturn in their ninth house, which is really nice. That's like travel, open-minded, things opening up, Jupiter expanding knowledge. Probably people knowing about you too gets expanded in that energy. Your mission, your your purpose, you're getting very supported to sort of lead the world with more higher consciousness type actions. I'm sort of on the cusp of Gemini and Cancer, so I kind of relate with my my Instagram feed I started, you know, where I was really self-conscious, really afraid of doing this. Yes. My yes. North Node hit right now. So I often see that I've got Gemini placements in my chart. And in Vedic, I'm Gemini. So you can sense that. You can feel yeah. that. Yeah. I can kind of feel, I relate a little bit to the Gemini thing. And I'm zero degrees Cancer. So I'm at about 29 degrees Gemini too. It's like I'm a few minutes away from that. So I relate to the Gemini thing. Yeah. So yeah. And what else can I say about Gemini? um you are up for more joy in general i mean really you're 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 it, i would say you're getting out of yourself Ooh. yeah you're getting out of yourself and getting yourself out on social that's really kind of what i'm doing too like you're getting over your own little well you know i just don't yeah. know you're just alone. going for it if that's yeah. that aries initiation sort of right. pushing or because pulling however you want to see it Exactly, because you've got you're going to be very active because you've got Mars in your first house, and Mars is is ruled. You know, all these Aries planet are ruled by Mars, so you know I'd have to look at the rest of your chart, of course. But you're going to have definitely change of your life. Things are redefining your purpose, but it's going to be more fun. Gemini are stepping more into their playful vibe. Yay! Because they just had this new moon in their fifth house, this full moon in their fifth house, which is all about clearing your karmic baggage that stops you from having joy so bring on the bring on the joy yeah for gemini have fun for gemini it's your nature yeah <laughs> all right so those cancerians those watery crabby creatures yeah, water how, how, how is this going to feel for them um north node 12th house mars in your 12th house what does that mean well Another thing about the 12th house is it's very spiritual. It's very connected. It's psychic. It's connected with Pisces, but we're looking at, we're looking at um, what, what, what's the energy of Mars in the sign of Gemini's Gemini's in your 12th house. I would say for cancer people, they're going to have a shift in belief. There's going to be a new way of seeing their karma. Cause I think there's planets in the 12th house, clear karma. So you're going to clear your karma belief system that because in our we got the Aries energy that held you back um and you're going to clear karma and it's usually with yourself karma a lot of times is with yourself so for cancer they're going to start becoming more less sensitive less sort of I want to say they're going to shift their energies from 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 protective to more service to more in their mission. They're going to have a redefinition. They're going to feel more confident. Aries coming in on the picture. Mars is there. They're going to become more confident about what they channel and receive from the higher realms because it's the 12th house again. Higher knowledge information Gemini over the 12th house. So so they're going to sort of upgrade their knowledge, their mission of what they know. Um, and they might be slightly more uh, isolated during this period, channeling higher information that redefines their purpose. So they may find that they're studying, they might be studying stuff. Um, 
but then we've got this airy stuff, but also things are going ahead. So you've got planets in the 12th house and you've got a, another life kind of happening, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. And you've got all these Aries planets. Aries is your 10th house for your career. Your career is going to go. A lot of this Aries energy is go time for your career's cancer ascendance. It's all hitting in their 10th house. Aries covers your 10th house. And um, you're going to be bold initiators in your career and it's going to go well. It's going to be supported. And um, your knowledge of what you're sort of meditating on in your 12th house is going to be, I mean, now it makes me think of what's going to happen to me. It's, I'm, I'm realizing what I channel in the 12th house and that, that Instagram feed I'm starting on my channeling is probably going to start taking off. Well, we, we just, we were just, you just talking about that as before that we started recording today about exactly. how things are yeah, really. Yeah. And okay. aren't I being like totally unafraid of it now? Like I'm just getting out there and doing it and just saying it and just doing it. Like not afraid of what people yes. think. The nature of the Gemini and cancer thing. It's, it's, it's weird because as I'm talking about this, I'm not thinking about my life, but then I'm going, wait a minute. That's wait a me. second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is fantastic because I know that Madeline and I had a conversation about this this very thing this channel and stepping out and she was so uncomfortable I think we spent, yeah. we spent a, a good amount a good amount of time kind of getting you know yeah. both of us kind of in our zone and getting to a place where you felt you like okay yeah you gave me I really that I really know you were the one that said you should do it, it was because if you said that that I did it yeah, I think it, it. you were ready. It's just you needed somebody to hold space for you yeah. to share the experience. It wasn't like a wacky thing. Like, well, I was just like a crazy idea. Like, right. oh, you can do it. I'm like, really? Yeah. Okay. And I think that's sometimes what we all need is we need somebody that can, that can listen to us um, impartially without judgment and hold space and really allow whatever information is meant to come through. Like anyone that you can be with can be a, a messenger for you, can be a channel of pure information that you need to know. And you'll know the answer because you'll feel it. You know, when, if I, if I said, Madeline, do it, you know, here are all these reasons why, and here are all of these things that we can look at, but if it didn't feel right to you, if it didn't resonate with you as truth, you would not have done it. Right. That's true. Absolutely. And so, so it's, it's like, know what was stopping me was my ego was what people would think of me. People think fear. People yeah, think, fear. should I do this? Is it weird? Is it really weird? You know, all that kind of stuff. Sure. That was stopping me. So now I'm like, and then literally, even though I started this feed like a couple weeks ago, in the last couple of days now, these planets are coming into Aries. I'm on there going, boom, boom, boom. I can feel yeah. it. Do yeah. it. Go. Make connections. Do it. You know, and it's like, wow, I can just feel the fire in me about it now. It's it's happening. And, you know, yeah. I and so it's so important, I, I think, for all of us as human beings, we all we, we crave connection. You know, it's it's part of our nature. We're all we are. You know, and if you believe that the theory of, of oneness, you know, we're all we're all the same. We're all connected in some way. Um, yeah. I think it's so helpful if you have a person, whether it's a a coach, a counselor, uh, a guide. Um, I'm not particularly fond of the name guru because I feel like it 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 makes someone feel like higher than when right. that isn't the case. But if you, if well, you, a friend like meaning of the word guru is like, is actually in translation means bringer of light. Right. So, the, but our, our culture has given it sort of a weird thing about it. You're exactly. Right. Same like shaman means teacher and, right. and that has a whole different connotation. Right. So really my point being is sometimes you need somebody that has a, uh, a role of being a safe space holder and an impartial 
catalyst for you. And that could be a friend or it could be someone, you know, similar to myself. I mean, what I, what I do when I share with the world is, is offering a safe space for people to share their most intimate uh, struggles and their, their, their vulnerabilities in a way that they do, they feel like it's okay. And they feel like they can share all of this and get kind of get it off their chest and then be guided with the, the steps to, you know, heal, to make amends to whatever it is, whatever, whatever might be coming up for them. So I would encourage anyone listening who feels like that's something for them. They are, they're, they, they're feeling this action energy. They're feeling this, this like, this need to, to step out and take a bold action or a bold move. Um, and there's something holding you back, reach out to, you know, reach out to me, reach out to Madeline for some guidance, talk to a, a, a trusted friend, a friend that, you know, will allow you to share your hopes and your dreams and your aspirations and give you some sound advice or just allow you to share it so that you receive a message that you're meant to receive in that moment. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's managing our vibrations is really what we're here to do. And um, if you're struggling in low vibes and you're stuck, you know, we're not supposed to suffer and struggle by ourselves on this planet. That's the reason the source made so many people. (laughs) We could all help each other out and not struggle alone. And like you say, it's through, it's through, we're in the age of Aquarius now. It's not about struggling and being by yourself. We're collectively as a group, we're going to pull our, us all together and up. Which is, yeah. Which sounds so nice. And, and it is, it's, you know, all right. So what about those fiery Leos, the lions? I- let's see, ninth, let's see where Aries, all these Aries hitting in your ninth house, planets are going to be hitting in your ninth house, travel, um, higher knowledge, higher education, uh, again, writing, publishing, um, bringing out, you said the word guru, but really anytime you get planets in the ninth house, you really are seeking higher consciousness which is, the, they call it the guru house. So we are looking at you kind of maybe stepping forward in your Leo leadership, Leos are leaders into higher consciousness. Um, Mercury, you're going to be ready to talk. <laughs> Aries, Aries Cub is your ninth house. Wow, you're leaders and initiators of higher consciousness. Um, and then you've got Mercury going to be in your ninth house. Um I haven't really been talking about what house everything is going to change into, but that's next month. We'll focus more on that Taurus energy for the next month. But, but, but for you, um, your 11th house, you're, you're probably going to initiate some kind of, you've got Taurus, you've got the Mars and the North node in your 11th house. You might become initiator of, of, of a new definition. Again, you might come out into the, into the public with something that, you expand on again maybe this what you're doing now social media you might have clarity to redefine your social media account or your social or your blog or your vlogging or what you're doing um you're going to get a not you're going to get like higher ideas more more inspiration ways that you can bring more light you know all that kind of stuff but again you know look at travel that's very much another option here um again a lot of energy a lot of movement this is a fiery sign a fiery house you know, you might want to, you know, shorten your reins a little. <laughs> I mean, I do, I just, get up and go. And let's just say, you you know, it's busy for you. Yeah. Well, I can say already, you know, you can feel it. April. Yeah. April is already a really proving to be a very, very busy month. Yeah. Um, and you've got seventh house of relationships, Saturn and Jupiter in your seventh house of relationships. So this is co, this is with a relationship. 
which I know happens to be a part of your story. So yeah. it's the astrology. Um, yes. Yeah. And you might be starting like a business or something or a new adventure, a new on your some, and it could be involving writing. Don't forget all of this could be absolutely involving writing, uh, a writing, a play that brings the light and higher consciousness or writing <laughs> kind of a, a, some kind, because don't forget Leo is the creative is the is self-expression it's the um knowledge of who you are and what you're here to you know it's 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 the, the leo the sun is the self you know the um i mean not the self but but the confidence in yourself too yeah. so this is going to be a good time for leos i really believe that they're gonna feel very confident to step forward and be there and be more freedom because you're gonna you're gonna overcome some kind of self-consciousness too i can say yeah a lot of that totally yeah. resonates with me being the leo son yeah. that i am so yeah very cool yeah is that good more i mean i could say yeah. let's see what else yep yeah. you yeah, got your so in 10th house uranus got taurus over your 10th house that's nice what is the energy of that well that's that's 10th house is your career so I would say that all your efforts right now are all this that you're going, you see, you don't know that until you look at astrology, you're going, oh, all this hardware, where you are right now is going yeah. to bring you financial windfall and financial independence, complete and utter. Um, immense, what they call Uranus is financial emancipation. Oh, how so interesting. That's, and that's hitting in your career of 10th house. So something in your career will emancipate you financially. That's beautiful. I'll take it. <laughs> um all right let's pardon sold sold yes sold i am sold now we're moving to scorpio your ascendant right well i'm um, actually first a virgo from oh, leo to virgo why did we miss virgo oh yeah we're on virgo i get confused with the my icon i draw it sloppy and it looks like virgo oh uh, like right so of, like yes it. yeah yes thank you you're that's why it's good to have two people doing this yeah <laughs> Okay, Virgo, eighth house. Ooh, could be good for money. All this Aries energy in your eighth house, sexuality too, but also finances. You might get out of debt. You might get lucky windfall money from other people, or you might feel very motivated to seek financial assistance, get a loan, get a, get a house mortgage or something, finances. Um, but also you might initiate a relationship, sexual energy. Mars is very sexual energy. I forgot to mention all of that Aries energy. We are in springtime. Watch out. People might get pregnant. Okay. Be, yes. Be, uh, those who do not want to get pregnant, be on the lookout. Yeah. Those who do, now's the time. Yes. Take precautions. Mars is a very horny energy. Okay. <laughs> try to, try to do it. I mean, a, a G rated version of that. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Um, so yeah, so Virgo could be quite active that because they've got all they've got, all, they've got, they're, they're going to have Mercury Venus in their seventh house too. Um, so this could be quite a romantic period for Virgo, but initiation. Now let's look at Mars where Mars is in their Virgo in their 10th house career commissioning with a, with a, with a divine mate or, or, or seventh house can also be like close personal contracts. It can be a business partner um so eighth house everything in aries in your eighth house and then when something's in taurus it's in your ninth house so when the planets go into your ninth house possible travel involved but somehow you're clearing up financial karma you've cleared up financial karma and sexual karma and it looks like you're going to be 
financially upgraded and possibly uh, income from a spouse. Uh, 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 um, you could get a tax inheritance or, or you have to be proactive because wherever Aries is, you do have to initiate. Okay. So you may initiate refinancing your, your property or paying off a debt or something or managing your finances that liberates you. Um, right. This is good energy to do it. You'll, you'll have success. It's covering your eighth house. Um, what else can we say? The North node 10th house of career. So yeah, it's very possible something could happen in your career. You're redefining that upgrades your finances that enables you to clear off debt or pay off taxes, or you get a tax return that enables you to take a, a risk in your career to redesign, to redirect your career. It makes you financially independent right now. So you can actually take a career risk. Ooh. Yeah. I think yeah. most people would, would, wouldn't mind a little bit of a tax refund yeah. or a little, yeah, a little it, something. It, 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 little something back. Yeah. 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 So let's so, see. What about, uh, what about Libra? Libra, Libra, Libra. Well, a lot of this Aries energy is in your seventh house. You're, you're gonna, and Aries is where you need to initiate. So I'm going to say again, similar to the full moon energies, but you're going to initiate relationships. You're going to initiate, you're going to be proactive in your relationships, possibly ignite a relationship with a business partner um, let me look at where this Mars is energy for Aries in their ninth in the, Libra in their ninth houses. So you've got Mars in the North Node in your ninth house. You're coming. You're going through an awakening. You're going through a spiritual awakening, realizing that you want to walk a higher path, and you're going to initiate relationships that can partner with you. Um, Libra is the sign of relationships. So you're gonna and you've got Aries over your seventh house when you're an ascendant Libra. Um, so you can't, so, so, and what happens with Libras, and I see this with Aries over their seventh house is they, they have in the shadow aspect can be self, can be sabotaging of their relationships, causing separation, um, might be a little bit aggressive, but in the, in the positive aspect, they move forward towards union, towards mission, um, and co-create with a, with a mate in a way that creates a lot of abundance. So, um, plus Taurus is in, is Taurus is Venus ruled. Your sign is Libra's Venus ruled. This could be very financially auspicious for you. Um, and also I think you're going to get a new identity, a more, a more realistic version of you. Because the other thing you can look at for Taurus is the word you can use is realistic. You know, Taurus yeah. is a realistic energy. So we're getting these planets moving into Taurus. So you're going to start being more practical, more down to earth, more do take caring of things in your relationship. You're going to stop Libra have a, a way of operating superficially in relationships because they don't like to throw balance out. They, they're always trying to keep the relationship balanced. So in their shadow aspect, when they're fear, they tend to try to control it by, by either running air energy kind of runs and stuff. So an Aries energy kind of runs too. So, so they might turn around and really take on and take, take more, more like responsibility in showing up in an honest way, because Libra can, can be unhonest to manipulate situations, not in a bad motive, but to mm -hmm. maintain balance. So now they're gonna show up and be more risk-taking. Remember, Aries is a risk-taking energy to initiate relationships that can take you into a mission, co-missioning with, with more honesty of showing up as who you really are, being a spokesman for your own, because you gotta be more selfish, Libra, so you gotta speak up for your interest in the situation, things like that. Nice. Libras are going to be more Aries-like, if there is another way to say it. 
Well, and, and like you said, similar to this most recent full moon energy, it's about that balance within yeah. the relationship. So they're speaking up for yourself may bring the relationship into balance. So that's it's right. You're, it, uh, you're right. They don't set very good boundaries. Yeah. That's one of the things they're going to start learning to do is be courageous and set a boundary. Yeah. And, and then they go, oh, I didn't lose the relationship. I set a boundary and it didn't go because we are faded. Either it's a faded uh, business partnership and it's safe to set boundaries to your faded relationships. They don't go away. But a lot of times you're too afraid to set a boundary. Yeah. I think most people, most, well, I don't, I want to, don't want to make a blanket statement, but I think that is a fear that a lot of people people have, you know, scared of, of speaking up or saying no to something because you're afraid the person will go away or they'll be upset. And so so that's powerful. I I volunteered at a horse uh, mission uh, uh, rescuer where they uh, rescued, you know, very hardly uh, horses that have been through very, a lot of trauma and stuff. And um, they, the horses create like a little herd in the, and they, <clears throat> and when you approach the herd, the one horse will come to you and say like, who are you? You don't get to be in the herd, right? And they, they might, and they, and they were, I was doing that. I was kind of trying to develop, I was experimenting with all of this, with the horses, sure. like my energy and stuff. And the horse would come out and would nip me. Okay. And I was like, dude, why are you nipping me? Like, what's up? And then I went to talk to somebody that every time I go there, this one horse comes up and kind of nips me. And it's like really bugging me. And she goes, you don't set boundaries very well, do you? And I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a boundary setter. I know about, but no, 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 no. You can sense that the horse is coming to bite you. Why did you let it bite you? You could sense it. And I said, you're right. So I went up there, the horse came at me and I went, huh, don't even think about nipping at me. Just don't. And the horse went, whoo okay dude i'm not gonna do it like it was like the horse wants to make sure you're not in fear zone because if you're in fear mode and you can't you're if you're in fear mode you're not saying boundaries because you're afraid in in and the horses don't want you in their tribe if you're in a, a lower frequency of fear energy because you attract predator lower frequency wow. smells of adrenaline that it attracts it causes a weaker energy for the tribe and then you're all more susceptible to the predator so wow. they text you they said are you a boundary setter how interesting. That's such I a know. fun story, Madeline. Isn't it great? I, yeah. I learned so much about that boundary setting from being around horses. Wow. Animals are amazing. I know. <clears throat> they so do much. it in such a good way. They, they really know. Like the horse wasn't hurting me. He was just going, hey, you know, step up to yourself. Right. Step, yeah. step up to yourself. Oh, that's so nice. And I'm a preemptive boundary setter. <laughs> <laughs> the t- horse taught you a lot. I mean, that's just I'll really, go. that's really, really yeah. neat. Um, all right, now let's dive into Scorpio. All right. Scorpio, Scorpio. Now, careers, you're getting all this Aries energy over your career house. I mean, now career, 10th is career, but six houses work day to day. It's 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 like what you do on a day-to-day level, on a day-to-day basis, routine. Yeah. And I'm gonna say that with Aries there and all this initiation, I'm gonna say you're gonna have a whole new routine. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and, 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 and it's going to be your initiation because Aries is our own initiation, but because an opportunity is going to come in that's going to cause you to initiate. So we've got a lot of planets in your sixth house. That's a new whole day-to-day way of living. Something's going to shift in your life where your life is different on a day-to-day basis. And you've got Mars and North Node in your eighth house. You're, you could get financing. You could get, you could get a bunch of money that helps you on a project that's your mission, that's your true and again, it could be spiritual or something because the eighth house is very occultish, spiritual type of thing. So 
you could have it, it and it, it very abundant because we get we get the north node in your eighth house too with that with that mars conjunction gemini information but money possibly coming from another support funding for your your mission project or 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 project but but or inheritance again anytime we get eighth house but also the most incredible thing about mars and all this activity in your eighth house is you're going to break through fears of not having money you're not going to let money hold you back you're going to you're going to you're going to because you're bold remember mars is a niche i mean aries is like confidence bold risk-taking so yeah. you're going to go for something and you're going to not be sure if you get the money or you might know you get the money for it but you're going to go for it and you're going to get the money for it there's you can't have mars and the north node in your eighth house I'm you're going to get some kind of a tax return, some kind of a funding inheritance, something that supports your mission. So for anyone who's listening, has been listening or following Madeleine and I in our, in our moon and cosmic journey, I've been sharing all along about the potential for a move. Now, while the sixth house is not, does not necessarily have directly correlate with a move, moving would definitely shake up my day-to-day -day routine. And one of the biggest pieces, the stumbling blocks for me is, um, you know, if I sell where I currently am, where am I going? And where's the money coming from in order for me to do that? They're going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's funny thing. You've got Jupiter and Saturn in your fourth house, which is moving. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, you're you're going to wake up wherever Jupiter and Saturn are in your charts, wherever anybody has it, you're going to wake up. You're going to realize you're going to expand you're going to expand your structure your you're going to your foundation is going to change it's going to go bigger expand um and so for you that's all in your fourth house so it's a good chance you're moving well and that's the thing i actually almost put my place on the market recently and i this didn't time to do it yeah i didn't because i was scared it was going to sell who, who, and then, then I thought about how crazy that is, you know, whoever puts their house on the market, yeah, you know, uh, I'm like, oh, it's going to sell fast and I'm not going to have anywhere to go. And then what I'm going to do. And you know, so all of this was kind of stirred up with me. And I thought, I'm just going to wait. There's not, I'm not in a rush. I'm just, so, um, now this is giving me a little bit more insight into this maybe, I, this would be a good time to put your house on the market. Remember, I said it's self-initiation here with the Aries over your eighth house. Yeah. Um, you could do well. I wouldn't. Uh, I remember it's the do it energy. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Do oh, how interesting. Yeah. So the card, I do card a card of the day every day on Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Yeah. And um, I believe the card for today was uh, do it anyway. Oh, really? I'm going to pull a tarot. Should should she sell her house oh my god i get the yes <laughs> i get the i get a finance opportunity with twin flame finance opportunity twin flame be at peace but yes there's a new start something and this this could be the law of the house or something but um Something's happening here. The cards, the, the deck just pretty much exploded in my It hand. really did. I know I saw yeah, it. It was very weird. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then there's this good times, good times, yeah. fun. And that's the other thing I want to tell everybody. We really are in for much better fun times, everybody, because we've all been in the cage, you know. 
Yes, and I think that's what I, I think that's one thing that I've I've been recognizing a lot lately, and and with working with my clients and just being out in the world a bit, right. is that everyone is ready to just let their hair yes. down a bit and relax and not feel so confined and constricted and controlled. It's just like, can we just can we take our masks off and breathe? Yes. Can we ah, just really like. Um, ease yeah. into life a little bit more. So I know we're talking about this do it energy and there is that sense of people do want to get out there and do things again, yeah. um, but do now, it without so much fear. Chiron has been in Aries all year and Chiron is conjuncting the sun and everything right now. So we are getting over our wounding. We are feeling more, more over in all this lockdown and stuff. People really got an opportunity to look at themselves and reevaluate their issues and you self-reflective. And so yeah. now with Chiron, Chiron's been there the whole time showing us our wounding. So we're kind of over some wounds now. We're ready to go. We're over the, the funk. Yeah. Well, all right. So then now let's do a segue into Sag because Sag is more of that fiery, moving forward sort of energy. Yes. And their Aries for Sag covers their fifth house, you know. Um, that's fire, fire. That's a lot. Sagittarians, I'm speaking to you all. I hope you're listening to me right now. Jet propulsion, hold your horses back. Sagittarius <laughs> ruled by Jupiter. They overdo stuff. They can try too hard. They, they, you don't have to try, Sagittarius. Just relax. You've got fire, fire, things are gonna go. You got the fifth house, sign of, again, a firehouse, but creativity, inspiration. Um, ooh, a possible relationships too, by the way, if you've been single or, or a friend turns into a relationship, something becomes more serious. Mars, you've got a lot of relationship stuff, Sagis. You've got Mars and North Node in your, in your house of relationships, seventh house of contracts. You very well may get involved in a relationship and sign a contract. You could get married. Could it go the other way too, where you're in a relationship and you decide to part ways or is it more upping? Okay. So it's both. I think that a lot of people that are in the wrong relationships, unless it's in your fate to still be in a, in, in a wrong relationship, most people have cleared up their karmic relationships by this point. Okay. Because we're, we're stepping into mission and mission is involving your true divine. It's, it's a faded destiny. It's, okay. it's, it's where your rainbow pot of gold is at the end of your rainbow. Okay. Okay. So Sagittarians have a lot. That's good. And also the fifth house is like, create is acting it's the stage it's um performing um so sagittarians because we got aries over that they may feel a certain amount of confidence to initiate a performing or create a project with a with a spouse but again it's going to be fun and joy it's a good time it's a good house it's fun um um what else can I see about Sagittarians? Mars in their seventh house, they may sign a contract and do a creative project with somebody that they are going to be, you know, it's a contracted relationship. It could also be romantic though, with the fifth house. It's very romantic. It can be a romantic thing. Um, Saturn and Jupiter in your third houses, possibly initiating this a career because Saturn and Jupiter went into your third houses there at that December 21st conjunction. So it would have fed you the seeds and the ideas and the download of some sort of entrepreneurial project. I think you're going to get involved with create a project with your divine mate or a business partner. Okay. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yes. And plus that Libra covers your 11th house. So you're probably 
not, I would say when you have, you're not, you're not going to be afraid of your ego is going to be gone around being out in the world. And you're going to sort of be like more confident and more like, like accepting of your flaws, you know, um, and realizing that that's kind of holds you back. Sagittarians can be a little vain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm telling you this because I'm Sagittarius. <laughs> I have I have a, a one of my closest friends is also a Sag and she she also can she can be in the most beautiful way not disparaging at all but yeah. yeah she's she's gotten over a lot of that in the past few years where it just does not affect her like it used to but it it, it did for quite some time yeah. um yeah I yeah okay. this I, yeah this this so yeah, those North node in your seventh house and Mars, you're going to hear that's Gemini over your seventh house. Gemini is a, a relationship, a relationship sign. You know, it's the, it's the archetypal masculine and feminine, the, 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 the male, the gruff man with a, with a, with a, with a, you know, stump or, I don't know, just like, club. yeah, yeah, club, club. And then the yeah. feminine ethereal, the most extreme opposite is like feminine spirit, like, like, you know, ethereal and the material and so and so you've got that over your seventh house contracting so you're really partnering up in these dual energies causing expansion and you've got you've got you uh you've got uh jupiter and saturn in your third house so it's possible you come up to a a business or uh you you write again these are writing houses and sagittarius is the ninth house writing thing again a creative writing project possibly with a divine mate or with a another partner that you go into business with but um gemini over your seventh house is going to be a really nice thing because it's it's a good energy because it's 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 a really harmonic back seventh house is the house of libra and you've got gemini there so you're really it's going to be a harmonic union it's a very nice balance situation great yeah great. all right capricorns. capricorns capricorns right well that's in your fourth house all this aries energy in your fourth house you may move capricorns in fact i know a capricorn i was just talking to it's so funny on the phone he's going i'm done here i i'm this place is taking me nowhere <laughs> and I'm, like, Whoa. I'm now thinking wow I'm thinking back on that conversation they are probably going to move um and then we've got oh finances Saturn and Jupiter you've cleared a lot of Sagittarians are I'm sorry we're in Capricorn sorry Capricorns are have this this cap they have Jupiter they have Aquarius over their second house so they have a, a possibly a new way of making money that's much more expensive for them that's 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 they're breaking out of their paradigm and how they earn money remember everybody is breaking out of an old paradigm okay. so now i forgot to sort of add that so 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 for 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 capricorn you're breaking out of your mental restricted notions of how to make money and you're initiating over your fourth house possibly a a a, a real estate thing too making money over real estate um, taking initiations to move so you can make better money. Where's your North node? Your North node for Sag Capricorns is in your sixth 
and sixth and um, Mars is in your sixth. So yeah, you're going to be redefining your day-to-day -day life. Could be also health is sixth house, um, changing something so you have better health. You could you could make a move so that you live in somewhere that's healthier and you can and you figure out how to make money at home so you can move and you've got this little c download on the 21st and you've been going like this about it ever since and now you're going to go do it <laughs> wow so this is i to share with everybody about a, a personal example that highlights this so clearly and yeah. also curious to ask you a question madeline about this yeah. so my guy who had his little cameo appearance here just a moment ago oh, yeah, um, yeah. he is a Cap capricorn son and he is actually right now working um, through like tr just making some changes to improve his health. He's just had a couple of things that have been holding him back a bit. Um, you mentioned his North Node on his, his sixth house, the day to day stuff. Well, I, you know, with with what we were talking about before with the Leo for me, sixth house. So if you're in a relationship with someone curious because this because you know look there's only been so many houses and only so many signs and only with so many energies if you're in a relationship with someone and you have all of these overlaps where in both of your sun signs you've got this energy um you know different houses obviously so different areas of, of interest you know the fact that he's also got the sixth house energy also fourth house energy around moving so we're kind of tracking somewhat with the same sorts of energies would you would you venture to say if you are looking at some at, at like two people in a relationship and you see a lot of these overlaps that it's the it's almost like the universe is supporting whatever those items are would you say that's true absolutely 100 that's why you do sinistry charts because when and what's fascinating about sinistry charts this is how i know when someone is faded and anybody can do this you can pull up sinistry charts online if you've got a lot of sinistry, that's another way of saying you're faded. You, because what happens is you both have planets in the same areas, yeah, and they're both going to get triggered at the same time. So that's so then you're both going to move at the same time. You're both going to you, you you share your triggers. That's how I know you're faded. Not because your planets are together and you're, you're together, but because you're going to both you're going to be your charts are going to be ignited at the same time. Right. So both particular, like for instance, my guy has his Venus. Uh, his Venus is on my Jupiter. That's a, a really strong sign that, okay. that you're faded. And, and why? Because it, it'll activate his Venus to act and my Jupiter is husband. So, so it becomes, it, it causes union. So when these, both of our planets are ignited, it's going to cause some kind of a union between us. Right. It's going to, because we're both in the same spot doing, it's the same thing happening. So you get like, um, Tra especially travel for sure and again day-to-day -day routine shifting you're both going to get activated in that part of your charts right right and on your charts are aligned that way it's right. fate that's yeah. when you really wake up you go whoa some of these mcs when i look at charts of people's and i see their their some planet conjuncting an mc like a jupiter's conjuncting an mc or like an ascendant conjuncting an mc that's like 15 minutes difference and that wouldn't be there right birth and when Natalie's talking about the MC, that's the, the top of your chart. And that's like, that's the, that's the big time, you know, anything up in your midheaven, that's, that tells a lot about kind of uh, the, the purpose, the, the flavor of your life, like the, how your life is presented unfolds and, and it's your secret. It's your secret. If that movie, the secret, 
I believe the, I mean, I love that film, but also the secret is knowing your MC, knowing your midhaven is where God wants you. Once you operate in your MC energy and you understand that your life goes. Yeah. Just moves right along. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Do we have, is there anything further about that? The Capricorn? Yeah. No. Let me take a little looky lose Uranus in your fifth house. So you could get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch out those fifth house energies. Uh, I would say that's pretty much it for Capricorn. Okay. Day to day, or you know, pregnancy can always also mean a project. Just so you know. Okay. Okay. Or create a project. It's fifth house. That's Uranus in the fifth house. That will make you financial liberation. Okay. So I was just looking at that really quick, and this moon was in the tenth house of career, Libra in the tenth house, which means career move with a divine mate, with a true mate in the Libra, in the Libra sign. So yeah, I think that's clear. We can go on now to yeah. uh, Aquarii. Yes, to those Aquarians. Third house, third, Aries covers your third house Aquarius. So um, writing projects, I wanna see where Mars hits. Mars is in your fifth house, creative projects. Wow, North Node in your fifth house creative projects involving relationships again it could be theatrical it could be film stuff um um but with the third house it could also be writing you had that moon in your ninth house of libra you could get involved in a, in a partnership and to a project that's a light that brings light it's a guru project like it does raise consciousness um with mars you've got you've got saturn in your Saturn and, and Jupiter in your first houses. So you might be, you know, this might not be who you were before, like what you would have chosen to do at one point in your life, but you're going to do it now because of the guru light hitting you okay. in your ninth house and the third house. That's an axis in, in your chart. And these are very much related. They're very active, both of them together when these happen. So you're going to create maybe a writing project, more light communication or writing that brings more enlightenment because everyone's shifting onto their purpose, redefining their purpose. They're waking up. Jupiter Saturn is waking us up to our proper mission. You know, this is where we are going to get doors opening that they may not be what you thought. So, so Aquarius are going to start opening up their minds more. They're very open-minded people anyway, Aquarians, but I think they're going to really in initiate because we're looking at the Aries energy in their third house, a business or a project or a writing project, because we've got Mars and North Node. So they're going to a child. It can be it can be a project. It can be but a creative thing that brings you joy. So it's in the fifth house is going to bring them joy. So Aquarians are going to going to write or start a project or do a business that brings them joy. But it's like a child. It's like they, they love it. They're going to nurture it. They And it's going to most likely involve your mate. All, all missions involve some, usually a mate, your divine mate. Um, if, what, what about the financial um, implications of this? Would this be financially abundant or is this more about joy? Um, From an energetic Venus, cosmic standpoint. Yeah, let's take a look at that. With First of all, with Venus and Taurus, everything's going to be abundant for everybody. Okay. Straight off the bat. Everybody can relax about finances this month or just initiate and flow. There's going to be a flow. You'll initiate for it, but... But Venus is going to go into Taurus. And um, for you guys, uh, let me find a Taurus planet. Let me find, hang on. Uranus is in Taurus. So when you guys, oh, you could move or you could buy money or you could sell a property and make money or you could move or you could redesign a property or you could build a property. 
you could you could you could act because it's in your fourth house uranus in the fourth house um but also you've got with uh, with all the planets going into into taurus that's going to be in your third house so you may make money off properties and or selling properties or opening up a business or starting a new vrbo rental but with that with that north no yeah you could re, you could redo a house okay um, that gives you a lot of money but or you could do a project that you work at home with too but but with that with all these planets and aries in your first house uh, going into taurus in your first house you may move and settle down somewhere else too in order to do this creative project okay okay kind of a mixture of all of that i hope yeah that it does. I was actually, I had somebody in mind, um, well, the reason yeah. I asked the question who just started, like has somewhat rebranded himself on social media, um, yes. in particular, yes. and it, it's very creative. Um, he also has, a. um, she's not a new person, but she's a, a person from the past. She's come back into the picture and there's some exploration happening there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I'm, you know, of course my, my mind is going to look, putting the pieces together and, you know, who is this person that's coming in and her role and what's happening. And then is this rebrand the shift because he's kind of in between, in between, and he's not really, he has, he has, a job and he has things he loves and he's kind of doing both but he hasn't fully landed on that thing that right. project and i feel like this is the beginning of that whatever that is but it's going to have to be it's going to have to be financially prosperous in order for him to really fully do it so that's well, what i was trying to see if the energies were supportive of that for that him. i would say it's not showing up here financially necessarily let me see second house let's see where's that what's that what happens when we have a planet in the second house of pisces uh and then it goes into the third house mercury uh um here's the thing about aquarius because we've had this this jupiter saturn conjunction on their first house if they get on to their mission bam yeah you will have money I if it's meant to be yeah yes. yeah okay you will attract finances absolutely okay. okay also feeling aquarians are sort of financially somewhat secure in the whole but this this whole conjunction happening in the sign of aquarius is extremely expansive career-wise for aquarius okay that's good to know i'm sure he'll be thrilled yes, yes. they'll they'll the money will attract i don't know where their transits are when that will happen but i'd have to look but it will Okay. And okay. Venus is going to be in the sign of Taurus in the fourth house. So they could absolutely make money off a property or off a land or off something at house or work at home. Um, but yes, money, of okay. course, for Aquarius, no doubt. Okay. All right. Let's wrap up this big circle of the zodiac with Pisces lovely Pisces so all this is going to be in their second house initiation new initiations and finances ways of making money earning money um Mars and ooh, in their fourth house they could move to Pisces might move wait let me see Mars and North Node North Node in their fourth houses Pisces I think are going to move I do believe that or they're going to get a house or they're going to buy a house or something's going to lucky lucky with finances or houses um i do know in a pisces ascendant who's just she had her moon in the eighth house and her significant other just passed away but he left her a house wow sad that the guy left but yeah she now has she did in her north node so she's now been given mars 
in a, a North node, she's been given to her house, which will put her on her mission. Because wherever Mars in the North node is, is where you're really activating your mission, redefining your mission. So she may be at home educating herself so that she can go on to her mission, but this house is going to give her the stability so that she can do that, you know. Um, and then you've got a lot of planets in your second house, the Aries energy is all in your second house. So you're gonna be very fired up and motivated to make money. Pisces are going to be really like fired up to make money. They're really focused. They're going to be focused on that. Plus they had this full moon in Libra on their eighth house. They also really may have had windfalls. So a lot. And I, like I said, this one Pisces ascendant, just, she got an inheritance. That's the eighth house that happened right on that full moon. And then another Pisces ascendant I know just got offered a half, literally handed half a business, a million dollar business. Wow. I know. And they're, they're going to do it, but it was like, wow. It's like, they've suddenly been handed a big windfall. Wow. That's incredible. That house, that's the full moon in the eighth house. And it will involve a relationship like, like, like some, cause it's the eighth house and the sign of Libra covers that. So it's going to be, um, contracted in a relationship. It could be a romantic thing. It could be, you know, but then let's just double check with that North node for Pisces in the fourth house. It'll cause you to shift and, and move to a more abundant environment. Um, because of these finances will become more abundant for you. And if you were left a property, you might go live there. And then you'll find at that property that you get an opportunity that really, that really uh, moves your, your career forward. Like I, I ended up here where I am in Northern Idaho right now, all kinds of strange things happened that put me here. And I didn't think I'd be able to make money here. I didn't know how it was going to work. Yeah. The universe said, no, don't worry. We got you. <laughs> They had it all taken care of. Yeah, I'm like, cool, it's good. I'm, I'm hanging in there, so it's all right. So, cause I'm usually in LA where I do all my networking, where I know a lot of people. I didn't know any really anybody here. But I'm starting to meet a lot of people and they all really want card reads. Like they all want their charts read. I'm like, whoa, okay, it's fun. That is, that's super fun, how perfect. So it's like, wow, okay, I can be here, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I'm Pisces moon. So this definitely, um, I am seeing financial, you know, what I may have to move. And I am seeing a lot of five, five, five signs showing that I could move. So yeah. it's possible I end up relocating or changing my apartment or something, you know? Something, yeah. There may be yeah. some sort of shift because, for you. My mission. And that's what's going to, that's, what's going to determine everything, everything okay. as far as on the North node is going to absolutely, that's what everyone needs to know that wherever that house is, that's where you're really going to be guided to, to you're not going to have a real choice. The North node really knocks you into spot uh, unless you're super resistant, but you got to be, yeah, I think a lot there's, I know someone who is being shifted and they're doing that. They're going, no, no, that means I'm failing at my other thing. I'm like, no, the opportunities are opening in yeah. ways the universe wants you to life to unfold for your highest good. So. So a magical month of April. Yes. It's, it, it, you know, from, from everything that you've shared and just the conversations and all of the, the uh, really fun synchronicities between you know, things that are happening in both of our lives and the people around us and the energy that's presenting now, I can only imagine what it will be like and what people will experience this month. Whole new world. We're going to see yeah. right now, we're seeing a zygot, or let's do not zygot is right at zeitgeist realization, right? And we're talking to embryo. So we're looking at like things really growing now. You're going to see mm -hmm. it. 
Mm -hmm. It's not in just under the dirt. It's right. above the dirt. Like, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to see where your opportunity is. The universe is going to guide you to your opportunity. The sure. opportunity is the way you're supposed to go. And you're going to, these are the, these opportunities are going to be opening up for everyone. That's going to send them on their true North node path. The beautiful life oh. is we worry we don't need to worry the, the the stars have got it all worked out for us everything's gonna line up just beautifully just chill yeah <laughs> and with this aries energy you do want to chill you want to watch for shadow aspect which is to get aggressive and to argue and to fight and to create separation so you just want to be conscious of that energy being there oh and, good that's a great reminder yeah, and to consciously operate in the positive aspect of Aries, which is in the initiation, inspiration, excitement, new beginnings, new starts, you know. Oh, so cool. Well, Madeline, thank you so much for this thank beautiful uh, transmission of information. Can you share with the, the Soulful Sessions listeners where they can find you? Sure. I have an Instagram account called uh, uh, Madeline Parker Insta. And I have a YouTube channel still at the name of House of Spirit, which I feel like I need to change. It's House <laughs> How because it's so un, you know, unclear. Anyway, House of Spirit is my YouTube channel. I do post some regular updates of astrology card reads. I do them. And um, I have a Soul Level <laughs> Facebook page. Everything's got different names. <laughs> but, and then I also started another feed of a spirit that I channel called Channeling Sean who is a um, spirit up in the 5D here to guide us through these new era, to the new era. So if you follow that, you get updates on how to navigate this new change in the world. Oh, you know. it's so, 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 so cool. Uh, I am Amalia Natalio, and you can find me at karmickindness.com. And if you are looking for any sort of soul guidance, support, direction, um, clarity on your purpose and why you're here and, and your relationships, the relationships are biggie. I've done a deep dive in my own personal world when it comes to relationships, whether it's romantic, uh, parental, parent, child, friends, business, you name it. Um, I've, I've named karmic kindness. All our karma is between relationships, isn't it? Yeah, a great point, Madeline. Yeah, it really is. I mean, how so we learn and grow so much through our relationship. So if anyone is is looking for a little bit of a, a little handhold or a little uh, shoulder to lean your head on, uh, reach out. time to clear your karma. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely reach out to me. And I will help you know how to clear your karma with people. I, you know what? I think it's, it's, I think it's so important if we have an understanding about where we each are. You know, when we're in relationship, we're so self-focused uh, because this person's making me feel this way or they're making me mad or they're bringing me joy because it could be positive both both ways and, and still be out of balance. So I think it's really important to have an understanding, okay, where am I right now? Where's this other person? And be able to engage and um, interact with one another with that deeper understanding of where they're coming from as, as best you can. I mean, unless you're literally in their body, you don't know, but you can have a little bit more of a, of a sense and have some compassion. And I guarantee you, your relationships will shift and change for the better. It, it is, it is, I, it just is, you know, and, and, and this Pisces and Mercury is all about communicating in your relationships, clearing your karma, because if you don't do that, then you go through a whole new year cycle. Anytime planets are in Pisces, you go through a whole new year cycle of that karma. We have to learn that lesson, which yeah. is to communicate with love and in a way that progresses the relationship. Of course, you got to set boundaries too, but 
but it's about clearing your karma with these relationships so you don't repeat these cycles. This is an opportunity to break your repetitive cycles that you want to get out of. Which is great. Yeah, it's emancipation. Yeah, fantastic. All right, folks. Well, thank you for, for sticking with us and for joining us on this episode of Soulful Sessions, the April Cosmic Forecast. We will see you or you will hear us this time next month. Thanks again. Thank and we'll thank you. And we'll see you all on the next Soulful Sessions.